You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast sponsored by Lono Coffee. Visit lonocoffee.com. Use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. Today, another loss for Washington. I talked to Les Carpenter from the Washington Post as we dissect the quarterback situation. Ron Rivera is sticking with Alex Smith. Is that the right call? I also offer my thoughts and observations as usual. Don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. You can follow Les on Twitter at Les Carpenter, L-A-S Carpenter. We'll have all sorts of midseason review stories up this week on ESPN.com. I'll also have an interview with Jason Wright, Washington's team president, for the podcast later this week and on ESPN.com. Well, let's start with the quarterback situation. And obviously, I'm going to get into this with Les, but Ron Rivera is going to stick with Alex Smith Sunday against Detroit and use Dwayne Haskins as the backup. I know a lot of you probably won't be happy with that because Smith clearly isn't their future, but neither is Haskins at this point. People can say whatever they want about the situation, but the bottom line is these coaches feel he had 11 weeks, seven this summer, four during the season, to prove he could be their guy. That's not just on the field, it's in every facet. For them, he did not do that. I can't help what the coaches and everyone else I've talked to in the organization has said, and I mean everyone. The problem is, Smith is a great story, but is he anything beyond that? If I'm an opposing coordinator, I'd probably just blitz him all game, force him to prove he can move consistently, or that he can find guys who can hurt them enough. Smith did move around better than anticipated at times. His third down conversion late in the game where he spun out of the pocket to his left and has to slide back to the right and he gets it to McKissick. I think it was on a third down and two. That was terrific. His instincts and movements were good on this play. There are other times he looked a little bit slow under duress when there was heavy pressure. And any quarterback's probably going to look that way in that case. But with Smith, it's going to be measured against what he used to be or what you think he could be doing. Again, it's a great story, and he did throw with more confidence than we've seen in the past when he was a starter here. It's hard to imagine what he offers Washington much beyond whatever happens in these final eight games. He just doesn't factor into their future and can be cut after the season. This team needs to get a lot better at quarterback. Smith usually takes care of the ball, and of his three picks, two were his fault. One was just bad luck on the one to McKissick, the first one, because he fell. The second was a guy forcing a play, and the third was just bad quarterbacking. Even Smith said so. He was late on the play. The bad part, Terry McLaurin was open for a nice game. Smith just hesitated, and you cannot do that when you're throwing over the middle, as he said after the game. I will be curious to see if Smith fares better when not operating at a big deficit or in a more normal situation. And I will also say, players have rallied around Smith. They do like what he offers. They do. They are inspired by him. And, and I think, you know, maybe there's a little bit of energy that comes with that. We'll see. Um, and when I say he doesn't, I think he does offer something them something in the immediate, in the immediate time. I just don't see it 
beyond this season, but we'll see. And I wonder if Rivera will just stick with Smith as long as they're technically alive in the NFC East, and who knows when they'll when they wouldn't be the way this division is going. And I'll also say as an aside, I hate talking about this division race, and Les and I will get into this in a little bit later, because they are alive, but they really haven't played that way. My thought was, you know, then again, who has in this division? But my thought was they needed to somehow come out of this four-game stretch at 3-1, and one, or at worst, 2-2 two and two to have any sort of realistic shot where you can realistically start talking about that. Conceivably, they can still do that because you still have Detroit, Cincinnati, and Dallas coming up, and then you know who knows you know where where other teams will be at that point beyond that. But it's hard to imagine that happening, as we all should know. They were swept by the New York Giants, who have won six games the last two years combined. Four have come against this team. Daniel Jones is four and zero versus Washington and one in sixteen versus everyone else as a starter, which means these last eight games become about the future as much as anything. And the problem with that is Haskins really can't be viewed as their guy for the future. I'm kind of shocked at how many people continue to ignore what's come out on him. It wasn't about the turnovers or whatever. It was about the fact that they weren't happy with his preparation. Two staffs have been that way now with him. You simply can't develop a guy if you're if they're not if they if you feel they're not putting in the work. That's just common sense. So why invest in someone unless they're willing to do so? Now, if he's doing it, then he warrants another chance. Absolutely. I hope Haskins does get another chance if that's what he's doing. He's a likable kid. He's got some talent. But I know, I do know that there are other teams that, you know, this has come out. I've since learned more of this because you talk to more people. But I do know there are some teams who didn't like him coming out because of what they felt his approach was. And to be honest, if you want to develop quarterback, the biggest part you must develop is their approach. It's what the winning quarterbacks do. Haskins is still a young quarterback, and based on numerous talks about from about other players, not just him, but anybody else, guys who take this approach don't need to be convinced that it's the right way to, to go about it. Still, maybe he needed to wake me up. And if that's the case, he does the work they want, then they can work with him. If not, then he's not the guy that they're going to want to build around. It's really that simple. And again, I go back to developing. To develop, you've got to take that approach. If you're not taking that approach and you get benched and then take that approach, that's how you develop. And that's why you know, I don't have a problem with him sitting because if you're trying to get him to do that and then he does do that because you took this approach, then that helps him develop. Um, I was also told that no players complained to the coaches after his benching. Based what I've heard from a few places, they understood what was going on. Players do support them. They also see what they see. But again, if they see the work being being done, I think they jump right back into his corner. They want the kid to do well. I mean, there's no doubt about that in my mind. For what it's worth, I'll be surprised. I'd be surprised if their quarterback of the future is on the roster right now. And I get into that with Les. And I think he has a slightly different take. A slightly. A lot would have to change for me to think that. In 2020, though... It wouldn't be the weirdest development if that person was on here. It just wouldn't. I don't think in this year, I can't write off anything because we've seen everything. What disappointed me most today was the general sloppiness in the first half. It started with the fumble by Antonio Gibson. Young guy making a play. Just had the ball knocked out. A muff pump by Isaiah Wright. Young guy, inexperienced in that role. Loses the ball. Three killer penalties on Alex Smith's first drive in which they were inside the 20. Those stung. They had to settle. They had a first and 10 at, I think, the 16 or the 18. And instead, they end up settling for a long field goal. 
The run defense was horrendous. I expect way more out of that group and their D-line was getting moved around inside. I've told you, though, in the past, or I've mentioned it, I don't know to you guys, probably not, but on the radio or on Twitter or whatever, New York does run a very good power game, and they were hurting Washington with that. When they, with that pulling action, makes a big difference for them, and it did today. And Alfred Morris, old friend Alfred Morris, ran well. Always enjoy watching him run. The guy always runs with some power, good forward lean, etc., etc., but I know that you probably didn't want to see him running that well today. Too often there were missed fits in the run game. There's also always breakdowns in coverage, or not always, but that happens throughout the games, and it always gets leads to a big play, and that's why they give up more 40 yards plays than anybody. More often than not, you'll see two guys in one area and a receiver running free. Happened today. In some cases, it's newer young players, but it's been a consistent issue. This defense ranked high in total yards per game entering Sunday, there's no way that they've played like a top five unit, and they most definitely did not do so today, not in the first half. The offense did not help them, but New York was moving the ball from the start, and guess who has had two career games with no turnovers? Daniel Jones. Guess which team they've come against? This one. For some reason, they just couldn't pressure him enough, and they, I was shocked that Cam Curl's hit on him late in the game didn't result in the fumble. I thought they'd be a little bit more aggressive at times with that, but the turnovers in the run D, regardless, put this team in a big hole. Finally, it was nice to see Cam Sims make big plays. I have loved his attitude since he arrived. He fits in well with guys like Terry McLaurin and is a good example to others. He does what's asked to do, what he does what he's asked to do, and that's it. I don't know that today is a preview of things to come, but it was nice to see, and it'd be fun to see if that is the case. It would give Washington someone else teams that might need to contend with. It helped too with some play design on his long one, for example, down the left side, the 45-yarder. He was helped by J.D. McKissick, who ran over to the flat. Jabril Peppers racing up. I think a linebacker was coming over. So both guys in that area were focused on McKissick, leaving Sims all alone. But Sims shows the ability to run after the catch. He's made some really nice plays against the Giants. The Giants probably think he's a pro bowler. He's a guy coaches will always like because of that attitude. The willingness to block, to play special teams, or to fill in on offense, all without complaining. And yeah, that was a hell of a play by McLaurin late in the game. It's one we've come to expect from him. Anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with Les Carpenter from the Washington Post. We talk more about the quarterback. Is Alex Smith, does he think that he could be the guy of the future? Well, find out. I get his take on what Ron Rivera said that they're going to do at the position. You've heard me talking about Low Note Coffee for a couple months now. Let me tell you a little bit about who they are and what they're about. Low Note Coffee is based in the Shenandoah Valley, just a nice bunch of people who are open for business during this trying time. Just look at their website, lownotecoffee.com, and what do they highlight? Their core values of quality, family, transparency. They work with co-op farmers from all over the world to source their beans. They also support small farmers to find the right beans. During this pandemic, one of my saving graces has been grinding my beans from Lone Oak Coffee and taking a few minutes before the day to savor the coffee, get my mind right, put a little jazz or Frank Sinatra or Louis Armstrong on in the background, it's even better. I've enjoyed all their blends, but among my favorites, the Ethiopian Guji, love the berry flavor, the Mexican Chiapas, and their house blend. Start your day off right with Lone Oak Coffee. Visit LoneOakCoffee.com, that's L-O-N-E. OAKCoffee.com. Use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. You can thank me later. 
Well, now I'm joined by Les Carpenter from the Washington Post. And Les, <laughs> we were just talking about this. You don't know how to, like, what do you say after this stuff? But let's start with the quarterback, because that's always the big thing here. Kyle Allen goes down. Alex Smith comes in. Alex Smith is going to be the starter. So let's start there. Is that the right thing for this team, or should they go back to Dwayne Haskins? Is that not the most 2020 sentence you've ever uttered? I mean, all the absurdities that have happened, you know, here you go. You know, Kyle Allen goes down, and Alex Smith is now the quarterback, and is the quarterback going forward. I mean, it just it, it, it's always craziness here, it feels like. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, the thing about Alex is I thought he played pretty well today. Uh, I know he had the interceptions, but that was as comfortable. I, I would go back. I would argue that this was as uncomfortable as I saw him running this team's offense, even going back to when he was here before, you know, playing before in, in 2018 and before he got hurt. I, I, I thought he never totally felt comfortable then. Uh, today, it really felt like he stepped in the throws, really felt like he knew exactly where he wanted to go with the ball. It, it, it felt like even a little different Alex Smith. What that is going forward, I don't know. Uh, everything with this team right now feels like, boy, there's a whole lot of guys that it's, it's really close with them. And, gee, we can really see the promise. We can really see where it's going. And then it doesn't quite happen. And that's, that's what today ultimately felt like. That's what today ultimately was. And I, I just keep kind of looking back with this team and saying, at some point... I feel like a whole lot of things could turn a corner here. A lot of Rivera's teams have in the past in Carolina. But where that is and when that is, I you know, I don't think we can sit here and say we know. But I think it's a good point that you said about Alex, because he never looked like this a couple of years ago. It was always a struggle. He didn't seem comfortable. He didn't seem confident always in what he was doing. And I think there are some balls that he threw downfield today where you could see that now the one, the, the interception, last one was late. That's bad, and he even admitted it was bad. But what else did you see from him that tells you that he just that you felt he's more comfortable? Well, first of all, supposedly, I mean, even look at the last interception. The fact that he's jumping in the air to throw the ball after what's happened to him, I thought was you know showed a lot of comfort physically that even he didn't have in that Ram game where he looked just hopeless to even run uh, and do anything. There was a lot of mobility today. You kind of saw the footwork a little bit. You kind of saw the the old Alex and all of that. But getting back to your previous point, you know when he. Back in 2018, I, I thought that they, he really struggled to pick up Jay Gruden's offense. He's not the only one. I think a lot of people always, it was a year process. It was something he never felt fully comfortable in it. And I don't know that he felt fully comfortable with the receivers that he was throwing the ball to because he had so many guys who were getting hurt. We certainly remember that Josh Doxson never did emerge here. And even though there's not a lot of talented playmakers here at this point, I feel like the guys that they have have promise. They're young. They're very enthusiastic. Uh, somebody said it was John Bostic today, defensive player. We've all bought in. Or Jimmy Moreland it was, a defensive player. So we've all bought in. But I feel like this team has bought into something here. And that enthusiasm and that kind of – that potential, I think he's bought into as well. Uh, I also think Alex is probably a little more comfortable with this offense because it's a similar one that he played in San Francisco. Some of those same coaches are here. Uh, on the offensive side. So all of that definitely seems to have let him feel like he can really just kind of let it go. And, again, we'll see what that becomes. As long as he can stay healthy, as long as he you know doesn't get hurt, it seems like he's able to take hits. I don't know. Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll really start to see, oh, this was the Alex Smith they were hoping they were going to get here when they got him back a couple of years ago. What would it take for you to say, put Dwayne Haskins back in? 
I think they'd have to lose a couple more where you know that there's really not any hope of winning this division, which in this division, who knows when that will be. Uh... Secondly, I think you have to know then that Alex Smith can't be your guy next year or the year after because the way it looked today, there's at least a thought that maybe he can play here for a couple more. Maybe he can play out his contract. That might be much, but you know, maybe you can look at him as the guy next year. I think once you kind of walk away from that, then you go back to Dwayne Haskins. I think the, the other thing in that is the coaching staff has to think that they're getting from Dwayne what they're hoping to see from him, which was a lot of that that stuff we don't ever get to see. The will you make the meetings on time? Will you are you the first guy in the building or one of the first guys in the building? Are you doing the weight room work on your own? All that stuff that people kind of talked about. If those things are there, then yeah, I think you know, and and the team is stagnant. It hasn't moved. It hasn't it hasn't gone on a big winning streak. Then I think yeah, you got to go back to it. What fans want to see is progress. They want to see people developing. Are you seeing that? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. There's certainly progress. I mean, I look at Cam Sims. That's progress. Uh, Logan Thomas has exceeded any of the expectations I think any of us could have had. Um, there's moments with Antonio Gibson. You start to see them a little bit. That was probably as good a game as I've seen from J.D. McKissick today. Uh, you know, that line gets a little bit better at protecting. I, you know, I feel like offensively, yes, you're seeing tiny steps of progress. Oddly, defensively was where the, you know, the step back came today, at least early on in, certain, in terms of stopping a run. But overall, yeah, I see little pieces of progress there too. Again, it's kind of what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Can, can they get past this? Yeah, I see the potential. Yeah, there's a lot there that says that this player, those players could be pretty good, but they can't get past that yet. There's still the mistakes that come, you know, with not being over that hump. So, yeah, I see the potential. I see a little bit of progress, but I don't see it consistently enough that you say, wow, they're about ready to take off. I think it also shows just how far down they were in some cases because if you can see some of the progress but it's not being reflected in certain ways, which is what fans are going to feel, then it just shows you maybe how far they have to go. I think that now that I look back on it, that start two years ago that they had where they were in first place in the NFC East may really have been a little bit of an anomaly. It may have kind of been, you know, Trent Williams was still here and healthy, and Adrian Peterson was able to kind of run behind that line a little bit, and they were able to steal some games. But ultimately, yeah, I think that <laughs> this thing was rock bottom, and... The record doesn't show right now the promise that I think is there. But again, that promise has to come with victories, that prom- and they haven't they haven't delivered on that part yet. That's that's what remains. But yes, I I, I can't shut the door on this team because I still don't know that they're not going to break off four or five wins in a row and potentially win the NFCs with that. I, I don't think we can say no to that because there's enough fight. I think that's the biggest thing that strikes me about this team. This is a, this team's got fight that those that certainly the last two years teams didn't have. And coming back in the second half, so yeah, they get these terrible deficits. But this, this team does scrap through games, and somehow you got to think that that's going to matter somewhere. Well, and that's what what you're getting at is a foundation that's being that you see being laid right. more so than the results. Because like I've always felt like here, he had to establish a foundation. And then you you start to build off of that, and that's that's a really slow process for I think people to sit and watch. It's very. It's not. Slow. It's yeah. not. It's not a bad. I'm not saying it's the wrong one. It's just a slow. 
process. It's literally like watching concrete dry. I mean, it's, you know, you're building this foundation. And yeah, there again, all these little promising signs are there, but they have to get to that next level. They have to be able to, you know, this is a this is a team that, that just can't keep making mistakes it's making. Can't have the two fumbles in the first quarter. Can't have those things. And if it kind of cleans that stuff up early in games and you start to see that guys play a little more consistency, then yeah, I think some things can turn around here. Then, then you can start talking about, okay, well, who is the quarterback of the future? You know, who do you go and get out, you know, in the draft or in free agency next year? They're, they're, they'll have a little money to play with. They'll, they'll have, you know, as of right now, all their draft picks. So, I mean, you know, they can do some stuff. So what that, uh, you know, what that is, I don't know at this point. It's, it's, it's all potential. And I, and I can imagine that's incredibly frustrating to watch. It's, it's frustrating for us to watch because we have to, we have to try, somehow try and make sense of it every week. And I don't know where this team is right now. I think it's a team that is on the cusp of being kind of interesting. But it's also a team that could just keep losing games. And I don't know. Well, and that's it's funny that you say that because that is kind of where, you know, you want to see that progress pay off and wins. At some point this year, and I, you know, I always thought that second half of the year they'd be better just because of the experience together, you know, first-year staff and all that, and and you know, so this is when we're now entering the second half. So they're going to have to find a way to get a few of those wins. Forget about the division, just to build something on top of that foundation that they feel is being laid. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I. I keep always looking back to what did Ron Rivera's teams do in Carolina. And very often Ron Rivera had teams that looked record-wise this bleak at this time and then managed to break off several wins and were competitive. One year that in, in a lost division, much like this lost division, they were able to win the division and win a playoff game. Uh, that's why I don't close the door on this team. That's why I don't say that, yeah, I just... No, I'm not sure that the progress is there. I'm not sure it's just kind of a lost cause they should build for next year because I think that his teams always got better. But this was a game that I'm sure you did the same thing. Coming off the bye, the New York Giants, you look, you know, I looked at this as, well, if they're going to break off a run, this is the perfect place to start that. And instead they're down 10 nothing with turnovers and everything and the quarterback's gone down and it's the worst possible start you could have right away. And, and it's funny because, yes, I thought the same thing going in, like, this is a bad team, and I know the Giants kind of have their number, but they're a bad team. You should be able to beat them yeah. at some point. But I think going back to your, and I'll, we'll close on this, but going back to your other point about what they showed in the second half, some of that is about where the Giants are at. This is who they are, too. They give up those leads. They give up those games. They lose games for a reason. But I do think, you know, so you were as encouraged by the second half as others were discouraged by the first yeah, I was. But again, you're down by what? You're down 20 to 3 going into the second half. I mean, it's uh, you can't keep doing that. So the discouraging thing is that you know, some point you can't it can't be 17 to 3. I think it was 17 to 3 two or three times this year. It's 20 to 3. You can't keep doing that and expect to win games. Or 17-7, I think was what they were down a few times this year. You can't keep doing that. You've got to be able to, to go into this halftime, maybe with a small lead, or you're tied at 14 or something. But you can't be just you know climbing a wall every single time. It's great that they do. Because again, those, those, the previous couple of years, there was no fight. They were down 3 nothing, and the game was over. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think literally, I don't think there was a comeback win in, in either of the last two years. 
and, and now you have these comebacks that you just you can see that the, the, the fight is there but you know you still have to get over that hump and that's what this team still has not done and I don't know does it does it in, in these next couple weeks I there's reasons to think that they could. There's certainly past history with Ron Rivera to say that his team's good, but those are teams that had Cam Newton at quarterback. They had, they were pretty talented teams in a lot of ways. And I, you know, we'll see. We'll see where this one is. I, I just, I think it's too early to say right now that you could be optimistic, but at the same hand, I don't think you can close the door on us. All right, Les, on to Detroit. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Les Carpenter for joining me, and as always, to you for listening. It's never easy to listen to this after a loss, and there have been way too many since I started this podcast, so I appreciate you sticking with it. And thanks, as always, to Lone Oak Coffee for their support. We'll talk to you Wednesday when we start taking a look at the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford's future is up and out there, Adrian Peterson playing for them, and I'll also have some more fantasy football talk with Tyler Roman. Talk to you next time.